on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Welcome. Welcome to you. Thank you for having me. You didn't have very far to come, did you? <laughs> That's true. Just as well today. I know. I've had to put shoes on. I did mention earlier that uh, we, we've had the kind of exodus from where we used to live, which we won't mention, um, coming into Newark, because you actually came to visit me, didn't you? And yes. liked it so much that you've moved here. And now you're obviously a local artist and you um, exhibit in some of the galleries so we can talk a lot about how you arrived at where you arrived it's an interesting journey um liz introduced me to this wonderful concept and boy does it um apply to me and my life um which is called filling the cracks with gold um and we can talk a little bit more about that later but it's the concept that is it in japan it's a japanese um art of repairing broken ceramics it's called kintsugi um, and when a piece of ceramics is broken, they fill the cracks with gold to signify that the piece is more beautiful for having suffered some damage. Wow. I love that. I you love, love that, June? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we've all had lots of our cracks filled with gold. Oh, and there's room for some more. <laughs> so I loved that. Um, in fact, um, I did actually buy a vase recently and decided to break it and then glue it back together um, and create gold. But I broke it a little bit too um, enthusiastically. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I did get it for a charity show. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to try that again later. But, yeah, so I'm going to talk in the second hour a lot more to you, Liz, and really about your journey as being an artist and, and your life. But linking to, obviously, my area of, um, you know, real passion, which is health and well-being, what would you say, in fact, we had a little chat earlier because you talked for a long time in schools, didn't you, Teen, teenagers? Yes. And what was your really big takeaway from introducing that age group to art? I mean, obviously I taught um, A-level art and design for oh, a long time, 30 years, um, and primarily my, my job was to advance their academic studies, get them into art college, Im improve their, their artistic development. But what I noticed along the way were, were the sort of the side benefits of, of the subject it improved um, students self-esteem um, it gave them a lot more self-confidence um, it was a calming influence of those students who had behavioral difficulties there was lots of other spin-offs that students went away and, and took on on board um, and I find that now today in my I teach in the community now I teach for uh, the charity Inspire and I teach a lot of community courses and people from all walks of life and, and there too people when they thank me for the course it's not just about advancing their artistic abilities which of course it does um, but it's about um, taking the mind off their worries for a minute like it's a bit like meditation really I think actually that's that's what it's down to yeah and there's um, schools aren't there that are actually bringing in meditation instead of detention oh, and finding that it really helps improve the kids in so many ways and we're familiar with inspire aren't we because we are indeed yes dear uh, friend fiona is there <laughs> i believe yes she does fiona is now a um full-time tutor with mm. inspire and she ca carries out all sorts of classes and workshops for them so with the adults who come for the Inspire courses, and I believe they're six-week courses, is that right? They are, they, it, 
primarily sort of quite short run courses um, and uh, we trial in a variety of arty things um, such as what? such as um, yeah. beginners painting and drawing which is always really popular and that leads to an improvers or an intermediate uh, course um, and other things like collage and mixed media and I'm really excited next semester to be trialling some new courses such as art journaling for the soul oh I like the yeah. sound of that that's, that sounds very Tina as well <laughs> Oh, it sounds very yes. Tina, very me, very Tina. I, I, oh, what's not to like? Journaling, <laughs> art, soul. Well, in, in my, my own practice, I, I very much work from sketchbooks and, and then sort of distill my findings of the world through those. And I always add bits of lyrics or a song that I hear or even just a sound that I might be out drawing in the in the olive groves and I see hear a murmuration of starlings or whatever it is and I write that in the margin and that kind of it, it kind of that's a, a, a journaling experience for me or sometimes it's how I'm feeling um, mm. and I don't know why that is but sometimes it seems to marry with the images and take it that on a little journey and they often form the titles for my paintings so for you art is really all around isn't it um oh, yeah absolutely. it's not just one medium and these courses you're doing they're not just about teaching skills but they're about so much more so what are the kind of feedback you've had from the people on your courses particularly on the inspire courses locally it's really quite interesting um sort of the, uh, the cross-section you, you people you get on these courses they come from all walks of life and for all different reasons you've got retired lawyers who've always wanted to do a bit of drawing you've got people who are unemployed and are just looking for um something meaningful to fill their days um you've got people who've always done a bit of art but never really had any direction or anybody to teach them and they keep buying new materials and don't know how to use them and i've had all sorts of different um feedback it's it's not just it's really nice feedback about the, the, the lessons and what they've learned and people get inspired to go on and do more things art wise but it's it, what is interesting is the things that are outside of the, the art that's important um to them like it alleviates loneliness it mm. helps them to take their mind off their money worries for a couple of hours a week um or one chap said to me the thing about your classes is they teach us where to begin oh Which i, like I, I love that <laughs> Oh, I love them. Because <laughs> that, uh, actually, sorry, um, self-ashamed plug to my book that's coming out. That is actually one of my chapters that most people don't know or where to begin from where they're at. Because you have to go forward from where you're at, mm -hmm. even if where you're at isn't really where you were hoping to be at yes. because of a lo lot of life events or circumstances. But you have to start from there. Yeah. You have uh. to begin there. Welcome back to Girls Around Town, Radio Newark, with um, June Rowlands and myself, Rosalind Palmer, and our guest, Liz Golding. So, Liz, you were talking about the wonderful benefits of the Inspire courses that you do with adults and the benefits to them of sometimes not being so lonely or having a place to express themselves. Now, you literally live, eat and breathe being an artist across many mediums. And we will come back, obviously, a lot more after the news. But perhaps briefly, um, you'd just like to say about yourself as an artist in Newark? Oh, yes, I've, I've always painted, actually. Um, in a previous life, I taught most of the time and painted a little bit of time. Now it's the other way around, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I paint nearly every day. Um, my work, well, <clears throat> it's a big, colourful, expressive 
um, derivative of landscape or my the spaces that I inhabit and live in and the things. It's not really abstract, but it's going towards abstraction. So it's kind of distilled what, what I see and experience. It's about sort of it's about my inward journey as well as the outward journey. Um, sort of layered, very layered. So sometimes things are hidden, sometimes they're found. Um, great big colourful but joyous paintings, I hope. Yes, and you're in which gallery in Newark? Oh, <coughs> I exhibited Gallery 6, which it, they were just opening just as I was thinking of moving to Newark. And actually, that was one of the reasons why I came here. Um, it's a fantastic gallery, lots of exhibitions. And where is that? That's on Strodman Street in the centre of... Is that the uh, one yeah. near the Secret Garden Cafe? That's it, it is. Yes. You have to oh, go through the gallery. I love that Yes, place. it is fantastic. And so, at the moment, what have you got in there? <coughs> um, at the moment, they've just um, celebrated their first year anniversary. And so, as part of that exhibition, I think they're showing a couple of still lives and some of my really tiny, weeny, little stripey paintings. Welcome back. It's Sunday morning. You're listening to Radio Newark. Uh, we're girls around town. And I'm Rosalind Palmer uh, in the studio with Jean Rollins and our lovely guest, Liz Golding. And whilst we were waiting for um, our turn again, after all that great music, we were talking about um, Liz's influences. And I know that she lived in Italy and we were talking about that influence of being in that hot climate. And June and I also have lived um, overseas in hot climates. So we were saying how that really does affect you, um, often in a wonderful way that you wake up in the morning and the sunshine's there. And obviously if you're looking out onto fields of sunflowers or whatever that must be an incredible influence was that the case Liz? Um, living initially um, <laughs> was a transformational time for me actually it totally sort of reset my life actually Rosalind um, through that experience um, and the climate was a part of that it wasn't just the climate it was the whole way of life but of course the climate does just seeing been immersed in a, a very different landscape and the light in the evening through the olive groves it was just oh, it was breathtaking and that will stay with me forever but interestingly enough that actually made me appreciate our landscape on coming back to good old blighty i remember driving up and just seeing different shapes of trees <laughs> rather than just olive trees for seeing the mists rolling over the hills and the dramatic cloud formations and <clears throat> since then i've really fully appreciated the landscape of home too well i think that's very true i i mentioned earlier that i was at the um heckington show yesterday and i believe it's the biggest county show in england and so there were a lot of artists who paint wildlife mm -hmm. um particularly um, stags, hares, you know, every type of bird imaginable. And they were beautiful paintings. They really were lovely. And then I um, discovered this artist who paints the Fenlands and paints all that flat landscape mm. that I'm getting to know quite well, as you know, yes, yeah. <laughs> for, for personal reasons. I'm spending <laughs> most of my weekends in Lincolnshire a lot of the time. And I've learned to love that that at first I surprised myself because I really love mountains, I really love the sea, but there's a sort of a, a brutal earthiness about that flat landscape with those amazing clouds that come in and this artist, this artist is painting that really beautifully so I, I can really relate to what you're saying yes I think you do have to immerse yourself in it I mean uh, part of my practice I, I draw 
outside a lot of the time and I've continued continued that practice coming to live in Newark um, and I'll often be found sitting opposite the castle or not far from where you live drawing the reflections <laughs> in the canal of the buildings and the rusty hulls of boats and whatnot. I see as much beauty in that and here the colours are different, the light's different um, but, but there's just as much beauty here. I agree I mean I, as you, yeah I do live near the river and I I just adore it and sometimes you walk along and things are a bit rusty and the water's done damage and a really rubbish boat will come past <laughs> and I actually love that as much and, and those old architecture, the old um, hoists for where they used to bring the, you know, the yes. bags of wheat and everything up and obviously it was a whole industry along the river, you know, the tanning it's, factories, everything. It's kind of the faded glory, isn't it? It's that surfaces is. of those buildings that sort of, the, 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 the score marks of what's happened before and I like that in Italy too because there's a lot of really decrepit old buildings because it was a poor country, I guess, but beautiful, beautiful crumbling old walls and... <clears throat> peeling paint of the doors you know the italians thought i was mad for drawing like a rusty hinge <laughs> yeah so you love the beauty of what that place is telling you yes. um yeah it was something um when i lived in the bahamas that actually i found quite sad sometimes because um everybody wanted to build a brand new house and everybody wanted to rip all the vegetation out and have a landscape mm -hmm. garden and a water feature and that's what people did to show that you know they were doing well and I understand that but I saw beautiful old gardens with bougainvillea and you know every type of palm imaginable and um, trees you know that I mean the fruit there is unbelievable you get um, caramella cherries you get soursop you get breadfruit wow. you get pineapples you get mangoes you get bananas you name it you, well, sure um, really painted a picture there, passion eh? fruit well <laughs> and and as you know I actually did live on a, a 10 acre farm on an out island while I was recovering from the cancer and when I was in hospital at one point having my radiation treatment and I couldn't really go very far due to um, infection um, I was getting really bored I'd watched all the longest films possible <laughs> including Lawrence of Arabia etc read every book I brought with me and they said oh we do an art class um, I was like yes count me in and as you know I joined an art class having never picked up a paintbrush since I was at school and just loved it it was complete therapy for me and I even sold some of my paintings so yeah I mean I haven't done it for a long time and you know seriously we're talking play school with what you do Liz but oh we'll have to get you signed up then Ross. oh what for your course <laughs> <laughs> which one should I do the um um it's very rusty I'd... and I haven't done it for a long time but I'd like to come back again course that's quite long to fit in the little box but yeah. something like that um but I do actually do um lots of different as well as working for Inspire um I do private classes in my studio which are like bespoke I tend to only have three or four people at a time at the moment it's on a Tuesday morning so we can formulate your own um, artistic development well I like that and I like the fact that you are very flexible which leads us beautifully into our next song so this is really about um not having um frontiers not being set in your ways and over to peter gabriel
Wow. Um, in therapy, we talk about things that are an anchor. That is such an anchor for me. I think I was revising for my A-levels. <laughs> it wasn't a great time. And I think I listened to that song probably a little bit too much, which was reflected in the final grades of my A-level. But hey, that was a long time ago. Welcome back. Sunday morning, you are listening to Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark, um, 107.8 FM. And if you want to ring in at any point, um, we're on 01636 678033. It's your show, so please ring in. I'm joined in the studio with June Rollins. Hi. And our guest, Liz Golding. And we were talking about your time and influences in Italy. Why did you go to Italy, Liz, in the first place? Um, that's a good question, actually. And there's probably quite a long winded answer, so I'll try and, and give a shortened version. Um, I had been very fortunate to have a fantastic career as an art teacher for 30 years and worked with many, many fantastic artists and wonderful students. But I was suffering from, well, I can only call it burnout, I guess, as a lot of people. It happens, um, the pressures of running a home and a family and a full-time job, and I was an external examiner and being perfect at everything. and. Uh, then trying to paint in, in my spare time um, and I was burnt out so I decided enough was enough or rather my health decided enough was enough and I decided to do what I wanted to do and declutter my life, sell all my possessions. I always used to have this thing I'd said to my son, all I want in life is two balls and two spoons and so I did that and I bought a trailer and drove to Italy, uh, southern Italy, where it's very unspoilt and uncommercialised and the people aren't all consumer-driven and <clears throat> the light's beautiful and the food's gorgeous and the wine's really cheap. So I thought I'd manage to live there um, uh, much more economically and actually get to do what I really wanted to do, which I did. Yeah, and... Um just so you all know, uh, I, I know Liz doesn't do this um, for a profession, but she actually came and helped me clear out my garage. <laughs> um, she is the queen of decluttering. If you ever wanted an extra string, because there are people who earn a living now actually, from decluttering. Rose, it's, it's, it's turned into a spate. I've helped quite a few people recently. <laughs> I had to get a skip. <laughs> but I feel so much better now. I feel all zen afterwards. So. I have to say, I had to make her put things in the skip. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Liz helped me move from my last house, and I think she, uh, her immortal, immortal words were, "You have more stuff in your kitchen than I had in my entire house." <laughs> so I'm really learning to let go, just so we all know. The skip went. There's been a lot of trips to every charity shop. We hear this a lot, don't we, June, from a lot of our wonderful um, guests, particularly, I would say, women um, and, you know, women at a time when they're, you know, reinventing themselves. That Often it's through burnout, isn't it? Yes, they? very much so. Yes, yes. A, a lot of our guests have made us... Um a major change, a complete change of direction and in many, many cases the reason um, it's been prompted is because, yes, the, the, what they've been doing has just taken over everything and they need to, I hate to say this, but reset. Oh, <laughs> 
bless you both. Bless you both. Just in case anybody listening does not know, the title of my upcoming book is Reset: A Blueprint for a Better Life. So. Um, I, I don't think, I think the, the cream cakes, well, no, not cream cakes, because I, I don't eat cream cakes, just so we all know. So the gluten-free, wonderfully healthy um, treats are going to be on me later today. <laughs> <laughs> so was Italy everything you hoped it would be, in, in hindsight, yes, and more, but it was di- a different experience to what I was expecting. Um, I expected to stay there a lot longer. I was there just over a year. Um, I thought I was going for good. And uh, my ideas of what that experience meant changed, but it so enriched my life and kick-started my, um, my new life change as a full-time artist that it was wonderful. And... Uh, uh, some of the aspects of the way of life there that I came to love, the really lovely food, their simplistic view of of living, I'm trying to recreate here actually um, and still I'm managing to do that. I've got an allotment now and I grow my own vegetables. Well, I say that, but I'm eating a lot of beetroot and courgettes. I'm not so good at the rest of the things. <laughs> but it's a learning you curve, You need to expand it? your repertoire. <laughs> and it's a lot easier. I mean, I stupidly bought a farm in Italy and I had 50 olive trees and a vineyard. And actually, I, wouldn't, I wasn't getting around to doing a lot of painting because I was digging most of the time. So I've redressed that balance a little bit. Um, and the allotment is a learning curve. Yes. Well, um, we learn so many things. I mean, as, as I say many times, I used to have a sign at the side of my desk which said I've learned so much from my mistakes I think I'll make another (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about both Italy and learning I have been saying for the last mm, three or four years probably that I'm going to get my tattoo I'm going to have a tattoo the reason I haven't done it apart from the fact that I am the biggest wuss when it comes to pain is that I could never make up my mind what I was going to have and it had to be right because the one thing I didn't want to do was end up with something that Mm, had a a, a, a limited time span. I have finally found my (gasps) tattoo. Um, I'm still working up the courage but I know where it's going and I know exactly what it's going to be and it's actually going to be on um, either side of my neck on my collarbone and there will be two words written on there in tiny print. I don't want a big one because I don't want it to take too long. <laughs> and it is an Italian phrase. And the phrase is um, uh, attributed to Michelangelo in, I think, 1562. It was found on one of his sketches. It's, it's, it appears on one of his sketches. And it, the phrase in, in Italian is ancora imparo, which means, oh, and yet I am always learning. Well, I love that. that. No, I love that. I love that. I I was seriously thinking about having my bracelet um, as a tattoo because my bracelet says, all I need is already within me, which I love, you know, that we can all dig deep and find those resources in us. And um, as you know, um, as an RTT therapist, um, Marissa Peer, one of her sort of sayings that she's really cornered is I am enough and um, when I was at the conference on Friday actually quite a lot of people now have that tattooed on their arms on their wrists but it's incredibly empowering actually when you you literally own you know that that really empowering words quite well I have now gone public obviously the only person person I've really talked to this uh, about this in detail is my trainer so Dean if you are listening I now have no choice I've got to do it 
it. She's got an accountability partner, yes, everybody. I have. Um, I mean, I, I would, I, I'm not going to say that I could hypnotise you to take the pain away because I know we're not going to go there, June, but um, we're all there holding you accountable. So, wearing my coach hat, I'm joining in with June. We're going to be there. I'm sure it'll be on the blog at some point, everybody. And I think it's time for another wonderful song. And again, uh, as somebody who loves going to Italy, and I particularly like going to Italy when all the fields of sunflowers are getting near the end and they're following the sun round, because that would be my favourite time of the year, not least because it's when my birthday is, which is September. What I want to ask is people mostly probably have prints in their home. They often think that, you know, original art is maybe expensive or, you know, maybe something they're not familiar with. Um, How would you speak to people to say that, you know, the art that you have or that other artists provide can very much be not just a part of their life, but really enhance their home? I mean... I really truly believe that, that, that paintings and sculptures aren't aren't just a commodity. They're not just a, a thing to buy. It's 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 much more important than that. Um, one of my colleagues at work used to say, "Painting's not life or death. It's much more important than that." <laughs> I um, think they stole that. <laughs> and um, and I, I think that's true. And so yeah, r- real paintings aren't cheap. But neither is. A big screen TV or, or a leather sofa and I think it's just a matter of choices I'd rather have my old farmer's crappy table and, and a few paintings um, it, it's a matter of priorities and I think paintings and sculptures are more than just things they are hopes and dreams and it's, it's been proven to really uplift an environment whether it's in a home whether it's in a workplace having real art about inspires and and helps people live more meaningful lives is very important i think that's very true i mean when i had my pr company in the 90s that was when art for officers was becoming mm-hmm. a really big thing and mm-hmm. people were really understanding that um you know that environment was so important and now people are so much better you know in hotels in in offices although i did there was a point where i got so bored with those motivational posters around every <laughs> office wall you know teamwork and, and these are all concepts i truly believe in trust me but um i think sometimes you know it, it almost felt like um propaganda in a way but i think i think paintings have a deeper voice than that it resonates for longer um they as i said they, they're much very much a layered thing and reveal themselves to people in different lights at different times and depending on the viewer i think they, they they've got a lot a lot a longer shelf life than a motivational poster has. Yeah, for me, you know, my house is full of them. Absolutely. You're talking <laughs> to somebody who's got real art on her walls, folks. All real art. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need more walls, actually. And um, for me, if I go away, that would be the souvenir that I would bring back because it, it's always there. I, I went to Cuba a couple of years ago. I've never seen so much art. And that's also because that was often a medium that people could you know were allowed to express themselves and you know they could kind of express it there even when everything else wasn't available to them they were able to pick up a a pen or a paint paintbrush and and there's just amazing art and sculpture there and i bought several things back 
I mean, I'd like to encourage more people, um, if they can't afford to, to buy uh, pa paintings from renowned artists, from, from galleries and so on, I'd like to encourage people to make their own. I mean, not everybody's going to be a Michelangelo at the end of the day or run for the Turner Prize, but everybody can express themselves. Children draw before they can speak and yet somehow it's sort of hammered out of us which I find is really sad and with the right direction and given a set of uh, constraints or whatever anybody can make a thing that is, is meaningful to them and has is, got some aesthetic qualities um, rather than something that's bought off the shelf at Ikea that's meaningless. I, I think that's so true and um, you know I, I, wearing my therapist hat um, you know at school you're right all children go in i mean i see my three-year-old niece her great niece and all the lovely little art she brings home handprints you know pasta stuck on things whatever it's beautiful but at some point um somebody starts to say to you oh that's not as good as somebody else's you know you're, you're not really doing it right or you're not doing it and you you get that uh, perception about yourself that you're not good at art whereas everybody has the ability to express themselves absolutely and this is when i find i'm teaching adults now this is the first sort of barrier we have to break that that idea that they haven't got any talent um, and that's just not true. I think it was um, Rudolf Nureyev, the dancer, who said that the harder I work, the more talented I become. <laughs> and anybody can get better and improve. Absolutely. Um, when I did my own little dabbling in painting, because obviously I hadn't ever been trained, and there was a, a woman called Donna who was hilarious. It just used to kind of come around and go, oh, put a bit more yellow in. <laughs> and she was, a you know, what I'd call a proper artist. Um, but she told me one week to just paint with everything I found on the beach that week and she said every day go on the beach and find something I did a painting with a flip-flop one day a broken <laughs> flip-flop but it, it taught me not to be afraid about you know putting that paint on in different ways and you're certainly not afraid of that no. so w what would you say to people listening who maybe think that they have this um, latent um, you know desire to to express themselves what would you say liz oh have a go i mean to me uh painting is is the most meaningful thing in my life i think uh, my two great loves are sort of yoga and painting i think and both of those are practiced daily oh have a go please you, you're missing out on something it's um it's a joyous experience to play around with paint and color um <clears throat> look for local classes near you or um if, if you have a look on my website, you can find the workshops that I do sometimes. Um, just have a go at it, is, is my advice. Great. Well, we're going to hear um, a little bit more from you about how to get hold of you and the workshops. Um, after a singer who um, I would advocate is a, a wonderful person who expresses herself through her music through her very persona i saw her um, i was lucky enough to see her in concert down in london and i just love paloma faith welcome back sunday morning radio newark girls around town with myself rosalind palmer with june rollins and our guest liz golding so we were talking about different types of art and mixed medium so what are some of the workshops that you offer liz and how would people get hold of them and you i offer workshops to a wide variety of, of participants um i always think it's a bit like yoga you know it can be practiced at any level whether you're a complete beginner or or whether you're um, i've also taught very experienced artists who are just experiencing a 
sort of uh, the artist's equivalent of writer's block uh, to get them going again, get them a bit of a kickstart. So it depends on, they very much be sport courses for, for whatever uh, the participants want in a lot of cases. I do workshops with local art groups like Rufford Art Society and they may well be um, focusing on experimenting with uh, using different materials to paint with not a flip-flop but uh, squeegees and things like that so I might look into flip-flops actually a wooden um, spatula as well <laughs> yes we use spatulas <laughs> and and rollers and lots of unusual things for instance um, that that might just kick start somebody off into a new way of thinking about something I do beginners courses where people haven't done any art since they were at school and we go right back to the basics and, and starting from the basic principles of drawing and colour and mark making um I also hold classes at home, as I said, um, which are bespoke to what whatever people want to do. I personally, um, I'm not just a painter, I use textiles, I use a lot of collage in my work, and I'm always trying new things all the time, so I'm quite happy to, to, to pass that on, all the things that I've learned. And where would we get hold of you, Liz? Um, from my website primarily, lizgoulding.co.uk. Um, the courses are also listed on a website called Course craft course finder and also inspire have their own website so all the all the upcoming details will be on there yes. and again um, mention in newark which gallery your actual painting is um, at? i show at gallery six uh, at present um, and also every two years i put on um, an exhibition of my own i exhibited in snape last year and next year i'm looking for a venue in newark to have a, a, a a, a whole exhibition of my work in the locality um, that's going to be all of the work that um, I've done since moving to Newark and it's going to be called Serenity oh wow well, Friday afternoon in the traffic I'll be absolutely honest with you <laughs> the word that comes to my mind <laughs> is not usually Serenity <laughs> but, but when I come sleep which uh, has been often recently with the hot weather um at about 4 30 in the morning when i look out of my window at the swans along the river yeah i'm gonna go with serenity definitely on there but i suppose it's also uh, a state of inner being isn't it as well as just exterior oh absolutely as i say all of my work is about my inward journey my spiritual journey as well as actually the landscapes and the environments that i inhabit um I just happens to be the, the place I'm in at the village. Brilliant. So, do you want to give out your website one more time? My website is lizgoulding.co.uk. We are-